Well, the show started. <laughs> Welcome to the show. Listen, let's be real. Let's break it all down for these people. I'm in a bad mood. My name is John Hill. I'm the co-host of this podcast, Discretion Advice, coming to you straight or gay from Falcon Naked Sword. Uh, here with Mark McNamara. I'm I'm in the worst mood possible. Last week you were high. This week I'm in a bad mood. We take turns. We all are. I, I'm I'm holding space for myself. Can I can I ask why you're being a bitch? I think I'm tired. You know they say hungry, angry, lonely, tired. Halt. I'm in I, halt. I'm hungry. I'm angry. I'm lonely, and I'm tired. All right. Well, I'm not. So welcome everybody to Discretion Advice. Um, let's talk about shit. What? Walk me through this. How can I? How can I help you get better? How can I help you heal? I feel like I'm healing everybody these days because everyone has goddamn monkeypox. How? What is your problem? Talk to me. Like you. Mm-hmm. I have a friend with monkeypox, mm-hmm. and I am very grateful to be able to show up for my friend and to and be there for him. But like, there's a lot of stress going on. It's hot here in LA. Everyone's lining up for vaccines for monkeypox. Everyone's afraid of getting monkeypox. Everyone's mad at the government. And it, it's like it's supposed to be, it's, it's supposed to be the summer. It's supposed to be July. We're supposed to be like swimming in the pool and having you know monkeypox free sex. I'm just exhausted. I feel like I'm taking care of everybody else. And who's taking care of me, Mark? Will you take care of me? Mm, I'm going to pass. But I will be here with you for the next hour. I love that. Yeah, is um, that okay? Is that well, enough? Speaking, it's not, but I will okay. move ahead and we'll put it's one on the table. the other. <laughs> We're just going to keep moving forward. Um, you mentioned monkeypox. Today's kind of like a medical episode. We're talking about medical disasters, not just your face. But other things. <laughs> there you go. Now he's back. I, Pin I it on me. Wonders. Put your aggression towards me because I can take it, bitch. Say say it all toward me. Get it out towards me today. I, that's what I can provide for you. I have thick skin, so give it. And you know what? I miss being in P-Town. I miss being on the East Coast. Oh, I'm, here we go I, I love it. P-Town. Mm. No, I'm done with it. I just, uh, I miss my vacation. I was having a great time. My tits were out. I was letting everybody have it. Everyone loved yeah. it. I, I heard on the on the socials that people are, are here for a hairy tit summer. They my tits are hairy. That's but cool. like a great hairy. Sure. Like perfect dusting. You are giving me uh Susie Orman. You're giving me lesbian talk show host. That's what I'm here for. I wore my denim because we're dealing with uh Tiffany Moon from the Real Housewives of Dallas, Texas today. So, you know. Denim and pearls for for Dallas, and I have glasses on because we're talking about medical stuff. I want to look smart, so I wore my glasses today. So that's if that's if that's Suze Suze Ormond. How do you say her last name? Oh my God, Susie Ormond. Who cares? Sorry, I thought she would have been approved. Approved. No, she's not an icon. I don't like finances. I don't like numbers. I don't want to deal with that. So I can't. I can't talk to Suze. Although I have a pot plant upstairs, and her name is Susan. Okay. You also have a ferret named Karen. Uh, I love I love Susie Orman. I don't know anything about finances either, but I love her. I feel like um, every week we do Order of the Penis where we count down a few things. We tell each other a few little listicles that we brought. And this week I'm especially excited because if there's anything I have a list of is personal medical disasters, trips to the ER, um, travesties in the health department. That's That's my middle name. Well, that's what we're here for today. What else have you been up to since we last saw you? I, I went to, I went to Michigan. I had a little. A I little think you quick asked me vacation. that question, but then you answer because it. you are in a bad mood, and I don't <laughs> want to hear you complain about. Oh, my life has sucked for the last week. Like, so I just decided to spin it. 
Fine. Tell me what's going on with you. No, keep going. I'm I'm riveted. (laughs) I went to Michigan (laughs) and we went on the lakes. I'm a water person. Like if land, air, water, I choose water. I'm the best in water. I hate being up in the sky. I don't like being up tall. I don't really like being down on the ground. Water is my thing. So we went to these lakes and it was a great time. Happy, happy, happy. Tell me what you're saying. What's your sign? Merge. What do you mean? Oh, Libra. Oh, okay. So well, I don't know if that's a water sign or not. I'm a water sign. I'm a triple water sign. Scorpio, Scorpio, mean? Pisces. I'm a, I'm a water person too. I love the water. So what lakes were you at? Lake Erie, the Finger Lakes? I don't Just know. Lakes. I don't know. Okay. I don't know. There was 52 of them. I did know that because several people told me uh, there was 52 lakes and we went to like five of them. Did you Beautiful. kayak? wakeboard we did kayak we canoed um we went out on a boat every day and they had these swim platforms so i just made them throw me a rope and i just kind of surfed on it from the back and it was a lot of fun but it's weird because i come from florida where everything's trying to kill you in the water alligators sharks and so desantis so you have to get that out of your mind you have to separate yourself from that fear when you're in that lake like your leg's not going to get bit off at any second. So it took a minute for me to, because you can't see like down into the lake. It's not clear water. So you just had to kind of like breathe and realize there's no sharks. There's no alligators. Just shut the fuck up and enjoy yourself. Like today for you. Okay. I would be very happy to shut the fuck up and enjoy myself. (laughs) Unfortunately, part of the job description is to keep the lips flapping. Um, Like your mom. Both sets. Yeah. Uh, my triple lips. Uh, <laughs> no, but I do appreciate, you know, Tiffany Moon's from, from Texas. I'm from Texas. You're wearing denim. You're doing a leather and lace um, vibe. I'm excited about our discretion advised action coming up in the next month or two. I'm going to come to New York. I'm going to see you in person. We're going to do this in person. I feel like it's going to be a whole new era for us when we're in the same room. Yes, we're going to do the season finale episode in person in New York. Are we? Can we say that yet? who knows but now we've said it that's the thing i'm not a nosy person so don't tell me shit i don't want to know the tea no shade no pink lemonade i'd rather not know unless i should know so i knew that and we said it can we say it cameron shake your head yes or no i think you did and like cameron cameron said yes later cameron said yes (laughs) he didn't i can't wait for cameron to turn old like us because yeah, just excited for that. Oh, look at that precious little four-year-old face. Uh. <laughs> People can never realize that when we were here and when me and John are talking, we can see Cameron. And he's, he's in the middle. Us, he's in the middle of both of us on our screen. So although you so can't anything hear you don't him, like, it's his yeah. fault. Yeah, it's him doing like, I don't know. Cameron, are you a they? No. Okay. No. Oh, wait, could they hear that? Could they hear you respond just now? I can put it in. He said, no. Please put it in. No. <laughs> <laughs> no, we're borderlining no. on things we shouldn't be well, saying. Well, no, I just am curious. <laughs> we're supposed to find out your coworkers' pronouns. You're supposed to be uh, respectful and inqu- privately inquisitive. I'm wearing a Dale okay. Earnhardt Jr. shirt. I'm, I have he pronouns. Right, but you're also wearing that face, you know, that sweet, genteel face. So you're I love Cameron's face. Everything. I'd love to wear it. Me too. Mm. Speaking of wearing it, we are filming right now a new movie from The Sword, or not The Swords, for Naked Sword. You can tell my brain's wrecked. And Monkeypox has just been like ravaging our sets, canceling left and right, you know, because we really do have to be careful with 
with everyone on set. But tomorrow we're good to go. We have Bo Butler, the number one porn star in the world. He's going to be there on set. He's also going to be in play this week. So I'm very excited about that. But here I have a question about the monkeypox. We filmed a scene in, and this is probably another thing I shouldn't say, but let's, let's, I want to get the group, the group's opinion on this. We filmed a scene in April and when I was in Europe and a model had a pimple on their back. We are now, it's now being discussed. If with Falcon Negasword, if we should cut that scene altogether, because it could be triggering for people thinking that it's monkeypox. It wasn't monkeypox. It was just a pimple, but it was a big pimple. So it kind of does look like monkeypox. Do you think we should scrap that scene and bury it or do we release it? Uh, release it. I think the people should confront their fears and, <laughs> and, and a pimple is a pimple, you know, and it, and, it uh, is confirmed. It was a pimple. He didn't, hey, it, it wasn't monkeypox. Put a disclaimer at the top and say, just like when people say, if you see flashing lights, wiggle fits may occur, like you say. You shouldn't say that. Per you. Uh, <laughs> and uh, you can put, or, or like the smoking at the beginning of the Beatles documentary, you can say, hey, uh, tis a pimple in this film. Tis only a pimple, tis. not a pock. Tis only a pimple. Okay, maybe so we calm should down. say that. It's like when the lady said to me, like, you're so triggered. She DM'd me yesterday saying, you're so triggered by the Trumps that you're- what comes out of your mouth is so vile. Ivana Trump just passed, and you were so rude about her. And I said, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. What I meant was, I hope she's enjoying hell. <laughs> I like the meme where it says, her and Donald should really get back together. <laughs> wow. Yeah, oh, oh, sorry. I didn't mean to be mean about that whore. Well- She's, I think she was killed. Do you think she was killed? A lot of people Duh. are saying they think she was killed because she's the one who knew the most. He was, she was Donald's confidant about everything. She, he went to her first, supposedly. So dead, dead, dead. Do we believe that? <laughs> Probably. I love how Republicans are like, oh my God, Jewish aliens are shooting space lasers down into the Mormon tabernacle choir, blah, blah, blah. And they're like, stop your conspiracy. She wasn't pushed. <laughs> Oh my god! Like, who cares? Yeah, yeah I don't. Good. I honestly don't care. I don't. I didn't know her personally. I don't know if she did good or bad in the world. Uh, sounds like bad. She had three nasty children. Yeah. Okay. So dead. We should cut that out. I'm speak, sorry. Let's speak good of the dead. She's dead. Okay, good. She's 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 uh, gone, but forgotten. forgotten. Let's move on. Okay. Should we move on to thought topies? Yeah. Okay. okay. That's a thumbs up. Let's move on to thought topics. I feel like we should do an edit somewhere throughout no, there you always say that, that and i always say no we have to go raw this is this is this is falcon naked sword podcast always raw never edit ew okay well here's some news that uh, <laughs> pertains to us naked mm -hmm. sword reveals the current most popular categories in gay porn i want to go through these yes are you ready i'm ready i'm gonna go from 10 to 1 okay okay twink number 10 don't look if, at your paper. I want to surprise you. Oh, and you want me to say if I would if I would look that up? Um, no, just give me your... Just don't think about it. Just tell me your reaction. Number 10 is Twink. Do you think that would be farther up? No. No, I don't. I, mm. I think that it wow, should be right there fan. at 10. 10, okay. like their age. Number 9, Straight Bait. Not, I, mean, I do I, not like it. Come a on, thing. move it. Like no. I don't, I don't get it. I don't like it. We did do a scene about it recently, just because it was so in demand. But enough, enough of the straight bait. It's not. Nah. It's goofy. Number eight, Dilf. Yeah, great, great position. Absolutely perfect. Eight's my favorite number, and Dilf is one of the three I like on this list. 
I'm a dilf. Yeah, and I like you. Uh, seven pigs. <laughs> are you a pig? I'm do a you pig, get dirty you know, in bed? Like, are you a spitter, a wild thing? Um, I. You know what? I don't. Yes, the answer is yes, but I don't mm-hmm. get into like. I'm not a stinky person. I don't like a smell. Oh, I don't like a smell. No, mm-hmm. dude, no. Keep it away. Keep it away. Keep, keep it, it away. Fresh mm-hmm. and so clean, clean. Yep. Yeah, not around, not around here. But I will, I'll, I'll choke you to death. Sure. Okay. Uh, let's Good see. Number <laughs> six, orgy. My favorite. Mm, no, I don't want to be in an orgy. I don't want to watch an orgy. Well, also, I you don't. think that orgies are lazy from a filmmaking perspective. They're the easiest things to film. They are the easiest things to film because there's always something going on somewhere you can put your camera at. So, Tell it to Susie Orman. Well, I don't know her personally, but I bet she does like orgies. Number five, amateur. Why? I mean, yeah, sure. Love it. Number four, no. big dick. Okay. Dicks are, I, I mean, would... ass size is more important than a dick size. Oh. Cameron's giving us a thumbs up there. Mm-hmm. Cameron, who watches porn for a living. Mm-hmm. What's, what's more fun? Watching porn for a living or dealing with us every other week? Uh, you guys, by far. Okay, great. Uh, interracial, number three. These are the top three now. Getting Love that bike. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, sure. But do you think, okay, what do you predict the top two are? Um, come. Ew. And your dad. No, I don't know. Oh. Uh, number two is gangbang and number one is bareback. But let me ask you the difference. Same. Just for, I was uh, right. So. Yeah, um, orgy and bear and gangbang are different. Uh, how? So an orgy is just a bunch of people doing their own thing at the same Orgies, time, but a gangbang yeah. is one person in the middle. Exactly, exactly. Yeah, 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 That's yeah. the difference. Okay. But why bareback is something people are searching for on Naked Sword? Isn't everything that they produce bareback? Cameron shaking mm-hmm. his head. No, he knows a lot about condoms. Okay, well here are some things okay. that that were on the list last quarter but fell off: double P and bisexual. And the new categories that made this list, amateur and twink. So those are new. Let's move on to the next topic. The BBC publishes an article entitled Why People Watch Pornography at Work. I've been thinking about this a lot. And the main takeaway from this article is, or this study, is that people are not like masturbating at work. They're just watching for a little bit of a break and a little dopamine spike and a little distraction. Do you watch porn when you're at Sirius XM Satellite Radio? I don't sit and watch a film start to finish porn, but I will say yesterday when we were doing an interview with Taron Egerton, he was talking about how his butt is in the premiere of his new show on Apple TV Plus. Watching and it. And so during the interview, I put myself my microphone on mute. I pulled it up and I scrolled through and I watched his sex scene. Does he have a nice you know butt? What? It's like the eighth wonder of the world. <sighs> yeah. Oh my Unbelievable. God. It's like the, the freaking David. Is he gay? I don't believe so. He's not gay. All right. Well, no. Because we're not doing straight bait. Let's move. It said, okay, hold on. Here's a little, 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 little tidbit about that. It says some high-performing employees use it, meaning using watching porn as a reward system for themselves. While some may celebrate with a big piece of cake, others just watch porn. Did you write that, Cameron? You wrote that, pervert. Okay. Good. Disgruntled employees may use porn as a form of stress relief or a coping me- mechanism. I cope. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We all have different ways of coping. Okay. Uh, let's talk about the number of people having sex in New York City public parks. NYC public parks. 
it's、mm-hmm. drastically decreasing. Well, I would think so. There's a lot of reasons why people are having less sex in public parks: monkeypox, COVID, crime, and one of them you might run into Mark. All those things. All reasons. But okay, so in 2017, there were 432 tickets written. Which, by the way, 2007. 2007. Sorry. Which, by the way, it's only a $150 fine. So I say just go for it. That's cheaper than a hotel room. But now in 2018, only eight tickets. In 2019, zero tickets. And in 2020, only two. So the thrill is gone. Maybe they're not giving tickets. Maybe people are still doing it. Well, okay. Here's here's what experts say is why experts said that there are several reasons for the for the drop. There's a word before that. I don't know what it is. And those who have, I don't know what that means. What precipitation? Precipitous? What precipitated it? Ugh, not necessary. Those who have done the dirty <laughs> deed in public told the Post that it's simply better to avoid parks and get it on in nightclubs, bathrooms, or even cultural institutions. What's what a cultural cu- institution? Like David Buster's, like David Buster's, or maybe like、um, Sylvia's Soul Food in Harlem. That place is delicious. Have delicious. you ever been there? I would, I would absolutely fuck up a cake. I would fuck、there. up a cake while fucking somebody at Sylvia's. Yeah. Peace、have、cobbler. you ever fucked? Have you ever fucked outside in New York? A wing, um, oh my, yes, really. <laughs> I've done everything in New York. I think. Okay, I'm not see, an no. outdoor person, no. you know. No, I, I never had. I think I've made out. We'll see. I've definitely put a hand on up a butt in, up in New York. Up a butt, a whole hand up a butt. No, maybe just like, but yeah, just my arm to the shoulder. You okay, know, like.、No. You run to the bodega. You get some gum.、Mm-mm. You ru- shove your arm in someone. It、Mm-mm. happens. It does not happen. I, do, I I will not have sex outside. There are rats in New York City. And rats and roaches, bitch. Do not want to have anywhere. I don't want no rodent near my wiener. Like there was one one time a rat did jump on my leg and it tried to crawl up me to get to my dick. And that's probably why. And I was tried to kick it off. But I'm, I'm not. I'm not. I have a ferret. I'm not fucking a rat. Yeah, you do.、Uh, I do not like a roach. Yeah, I don't want to be outside. I also people who get off on showing off in front of people, like, oh, it's so risky. Like somebody might catch us. I do not want to be caught with my literal pants down. I'm okay wanna, with I that. I don't want someone like watching me. I have. A, I'll send you this meme that I have. Like, you know, you see people. Anyway, <laughs> I'm not doing it. I'm not doing it. I'm just not an. Send out- me the know, link to your sex tape. Fam- famously, I do not like. An outdoor sex capade.、Um, I do, I do, but not in New York City. Although I have had sex on my terrace, but that's like my own private area. Oh, if I had your terrace, I would absolutely be porking. Hey, you have a、um, a baby pool with water in it on that terrace now. I do.、We、that's a little pool. It's our little thirty five dollar Target tub. <laughs> in other areas of the country, if you were to do that, it would be extremely trashy. But when you do it, it's kind of Chic. You know what? My friend said this to me. He said, "You know what? You live in this beautiful penthouse, but you're not pretentious. You will put up a thirty-five dollar target pool, and I'm okay with that. I'm a trash box,、oh, and we love you for it."、Mm-hmm. Um, well, let's like let's wrap it up. I mean, I think that the story about the couple that has a sex doll and they use it together—it's they're huge on TikTok right now. I don't know.、Um, that Let that's me that tell you this for us, those who are watching at discatpod.com. This story is an entire page long. That's I did not read one word of this because it was one whole page long. I'm not going to do that type of homework. 
I'm not. So I don't know anything about this other than the headline. So I'm glad we're well, skipping Well, I've read it. it. It's just, and I've watched the <laughs> read that videos. whole page? Well, I had to read it for my other job. Oh, my God. Uh, but it's more like, yeah, I think for the New York Post crowd, it's like, oh, my gosh, can you believe this couple? It's so crazy. This guy wanted to cheat. So the wife got him a, a blow-up doll that looks just like her so they could both have sex with her. And it's like, for me, it's like, that's totally not that surprising. I think everyone should go I'm for so it. I'm so glad I didn't read that. All right, we are talking monkeypox today. We have Dr. Tiffany Moon from the Real Housewives of Dallas, and we have porn star Greg Riley, who has monkeypox. We'll be right back. Hopefully, Greg will be too. He currently has monkeypox? Yeah. Welcome back to the show. You know what? I'm going to breathe, I'm going to inhale. I'm going to exhale. I feel better already. I started the show in a really bad mood. Just we're being honest. And Mark, you lifted my spirits. I love you. Oh, my God. I'm thriving. Okay. (laughs) Welcome back. Here we go. Uh, We're joined by Dr. Tiffany Moon, straight from my home state, which is the Lone Star State, uh, Texas. You know her from Real Housewives of Dallas. Uh, And also, I want to mention you are the woman behind Aromasthesia Candles and Three Moons Wine. Dr. Tiffany Moon, welcome to the show. Hello, friends. So nice to be here. Hi, Tiffany. And you know him from Naked Swords' original film, New Arrivals. It's Greg Riley, who currently has (laughs) monkeypox. Hi, how are you guys? <laughs> I loved your work in Monkeypox. <laughs> Oscar worthy. Just for the record, we did clear all this. We asked them if we could talk about their medical history, so we're not just outing people for their pox. Yeah, it's you no HIPAA violation. Talk about it. Okay, perfect. See something. How are you doing? Something. Um, I will say the first like the, I'm gonna be honest. The first ten days are awful. Like if you can think of like hell times twenty, like that's that's what it was. But how? Like walk us through. Did you have fevers, chills? Where were so, the pox? So I started. I started out the night of the game show. Like I had noticed a bump that I thought was a pimple. Didn't give it any thought. Came back that Tuesday. It was about the, the game show was on a Thursday. Came back that Tuesday with like a mild fever. I usually run in ninety seven, but I had like a ninety nine point seven, and I was like, oh, that's a little odd. That Wednesday, I woke up with like a hundred fever. And I had noticed a like a bump in between my index and my index and my middle finger. And I was like, oh no, oh no, bitch. So I immediately like contacted my doctor and I was like, hey, I think this is monkeypox. And she like, okay, she was like, we'll give it 24 hours. If you have any more bumps, then we'll go into like emergency mode. And then the next day on Thursday, I woke up with like 10 more. And then I had to have the state come in with like the hazmat state? suit. Yeah, the state no. of Maryland, like ha- with hazmat suits, they had to like literally like with a needle pop every single pock that I had to gain uh, samples. What? Yeah, what? it was painful. Was this early and, on in the outbreak, or did you know what was happening? You, um, like, uh, what do you mean? Out, like, in the sense of like, like Rene Russo hadn't got there yet. Like this, the outbreak right. was just starting. Yeah. So like I, but, but I knew like, I, I had a sense of like, oh, this is probably monkeypox. Like I didn't think the second I started getting that, that second bump, I was like, oh bitch. Like I, on your I, finger. Yeah. Let so me it ask was, Tiffany. I mean, it Tiffany, was a yeah, Tiffany you, made a, you made a TikTok about monkeypox. You're, you're a doctor. 
I did. I I made a TikTok about monkeypox, but in one part of it, I don't know why I misspoke and said smallpox, and then all these people Ooh. were like, "It's not the same thing," and I was like, "Oh my god!" Like I misspoke and I didn't re. I just recorded it and posted it and watch it, oh. edit it, all that stuff. Anyway, um, what was the question? <laughs> well, isn't the smallpox vaccine what people are what they are using to yes. treat? Yeah. Yes, and and generally speaking, there is no cure for monkeypox like the treatment is supportive care you know rest hydration um if people have a fever giving them tylenol you know there's no like oh take this you'll be better let mm. me ask you what would probably be a stupid question but why monkeypox chickenpox like why is it always animals like is it dolphin dots llama <laughs> lumps like what's next what is are they derived from an animal these these viruses you know i don't know what the origin of the term is from um i know that um you know, they have done a lot of experiments on um, animals. I, I don't know if that's where the term originates. It's very, very weird to me. The chicken pox, I think, came from like the way it looked or something. Um, not that it came from chickens. Ah, like chicken but, but I agree with you. It's very strange to name human diseases after animals. It's confusing. I'm it's thinking I should avoid monkeys, but that's not the case. You just got to stop fucking people, right? Yeah, like COVID <laughs> is like COVID. You don't call it wet bat. Or whatever it came from. Oh my god! You, you guys, oh my god. you guys are killing me. <laughs> but okay, as a doctor, what would you recommend right now? Would could we still go to the theater? Is it safe to like be in public? Yes, I mean, I think the transmission of monkeypox is through close physical contact. So I don't know how you got it, Gregor. If you even know. Well. Um, I could tell you. Yeah, I think Greg got it. I could send a link. Well, no, because what I was going to chime in is, is I honestly, I think I just got it from close contact because I, I always call myself like slutty adjacent. Like the the week the weekend of Pride, I had only I had only one performance, so I only had sex like twice, and one with was was with the boy I was seeing. So it was just my my performing partner, and then with the boy I was seeing. So like I. I know I didn't get it from them because they didn't have any um, symptoms or contact with anyone. So I, it must have been through close contact, like within a crowd or just hugging up on somebody. Yeah. Like, yeah. I just want to clear up the misconception that it's like a sexually yeah. transmitted disease because you don't got to drop your pants to get mon monkeypox. You can oh. be at a parade um, hugging on someone as long as they have an active open lesion that can be transmitted to you. It doesn't have to be like sex. You know, it's not like herpes or chlamydia or something like that. So I want to clear that up. But it is generally through close physical contact with someone that has active lesions that are spreading the virus. Now, Greg, you said you got it on your finger. Were you fingering somebody or do you think that's <laughs> like how? Oh, it totally was fingering somebody. Okay. No. So I ended up actually it's, having, I counted. It's a medical question. I'm not being invasive. <laughs> no, no, be, in, no, be invasive all you want. Um, I ha actually ended up having 37 pox. Along with seven. Yeah, along with anal lesions. So it okay. was rough. Wow. That sounds rough. She said you will not, like, you are not going to do anything for the rest of your life. No. Wow. So, like, let me ask you something. So when you're home, you know, for I know a lot of people are now, it, you know, coming down with monkeypox. And when they're trapped at home alone, what I notice uh, through friends who have had it, there's not a lot of information about, like, what to do in those first couple of weeks. Like, oatmeal baths like it's like well here's no yeah soothing. yeah what do you do what are some things to make so, you feel better so i i had like a 
I don't know if I had, I mean, the 37 pox was like, but I, I, I talked to friends who like got prescribed Vicodin for like the pain of the pox plus anal lesions. So I didn't have it as severe as them, but my anal lesions were awful. Like if, if you could, it might not have been monkeypox. No, no. <laughs> no, it definitely was. Uh, um, if you can, so the anal lesions, I'll say, like, if you can imagine, like, five hemorrhoids at one time, I that's know. that. And, and then, like, it, it really is like someone is kind of taking, and this is all over the internet, like, someone taking glass and, like, cutting your insides. Diva. And, like, and oh. twisting it. Like, that oh. is, I had to use something, like, uh, with, like, probably within, like, the, the first three days of getting the anal lesions, I had to use something to use the bathroom to like bite down to like, to help the pain. Yeah. I heard it's pretty terrible. I wonder if there's, um, yeah, I think there's forums now, which are like the things that can help the pain. Cause that's apparently the worst part of it is like, the, you yeah. know, doctors like, yeah, you're going to get sick for a while. So like call us. And yeah. So I, so I was told, um, by the state, by, by the epidemiology nurse to like take Epsom salt baths, which don't really help. I mean, it, it it's it's a form of like pain management or like a, yeah. um, so it, it it there's really you just have to hold out and like oh. hope that it gets better because it really like I lost appetite for probably the first five days so like I was really just eating chicken broth but also I, was gonna say, I you look great so <laughs> Tiffany tell us about your candles <laughs> well the candles would have made you feel better if you had no, had an aromasthesia no, candle have, yeah. your anal lesions um, would have been fine no I should have just like wafted the, 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 the fragrance in um, but I also felt that like my body was afraid to eat anything because I knew of the pain that was going to cause right so like and that's why something like Vicodin's bad because then you can get constipated and stuff so then you're really yeah up, up so I only not I purposely don't like to take pain meds, so I don't like anything prescribed to me. Really, that's that's pain. That's uh, a pain meds. So I really just kind of stuck it out with Tylen, Tylenol and ibuprofen and Epsom salt baths, and that's now, what. Tiffany, back does to the candles. Ever, and does anything ever gross you out? Like, is this oh, anal? Honey, like, no. what? What is too much for you? You cannot gross me out. I work in a trauma hospital. I mean, I've seen like severed limbs, half amputations. A guy tried to shoot himself in the face. It didn't quite work. <gasps> um, you know, you cannot gross me out. Like, I'll eat a bowl of pad thai while like. <laughs> <laughs> you know, dealing with Drake's anal lesions. Yeah, I, I so, could be eating right now and talking about your anal lesions. Your anal lesions don't bother yeah, me. Yeah, I, I, I mean, I could know. be eating too. <laughs> <laughs> Just, you know, we'll be there for afterwards. Now, as an anesthesiologist, has anyone ever woken up during and you're like, oops, whoopsie doopsie? No, there are limited case reports of people like remembering it, it, it during surgery. And I'm like, well, what do you remember? Because it could be sort of during the wake up period. Oh, I remember voices like that's normal. It's very, very rare to have a patient who remembers like being paralyzed and awake in the middle of surgery. And usually that happens in like big trauma cases where the blood pressure is so low that we back off on all the anesthesia drugs because the blood pressure is so low. Um, and then right when the brain starts to perfuse and the blood pressure starts starts to come up again, the anesthetic hasn't been turned up. And so there's like a little brief period where they might have a little bit of awareness is what we call it. Um, but there's, it's not like, oh, you wake up, you're totally awake. You can feel everything, hear everything, Ooh. and you're totally paralyzed. That's like a movie. 
It's like a mo- now. Do you ever like take some home and give yourself a little night night? No, 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 no. <laughs> the Michael only Jackson anesthesia special. we've got going on here are the candles. Like a little that, ketamine. <laughs> no, no ketamine, no fentanyl, no sleepy time. No, it's not like a little for you, a little for me, a little for you, a little for me. No, no. Wait, what did what was Michael Jackson doing? Propofol. Uh, propofol. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, so propofol is like the most common way we put patients to sleep. Like that. That's the drug that you're going to go night-night. So his cardiologist was giving it to him off-label for his insomnia. And I was like, you know what? Insomnia is not really an indication for propofol. I know that it puts you to sleep, <laughs> but that's not really how this works. And then his anesthesiologist left the room to answer a phone call. And the propofol kept going. Oh, Michael Jackson stopped breathing, and he wasn't there oh. to resuscitate him. And so he basically just like fell asleep and died. I hope that was a good phone call. I hope it wasn't Postmates. You know what I mean? <laughs> oh, wait. Yeah. You come back, and the king of pop is dead. Cold and dead. Oh my You're going to make me cry. I have to change the subject or else I'm going to cry. I'm in love MJ. with Michael Jackson. Let's play a little mini game Weird. with Tiffany called Do Not Resuscitate. I'm going to list you some housewives. And oh you tell God. me, not if they're dead, meaning like would you resuscitate their oh career on the God. housewives? Oh, not, not would I resuscitate dead. them as a human? Because wow. now I'm I like, you, I don't know about this game. That's an intense I know game. you have wow. to resuscitate them. Okay. I meant like their careers. I okay. meant their careers. Jesus Christ. Okay. okay. I, I understand. Thank you. Careers. Resuscitate. <laughs> their careers erica jane she still got a little life left in her jen shaw she's gonna make even more money now a legal uh, way jenny Wen. oh dnr mary cosby dnr deander simmons oh deander's doing big things she's like doing all sorts of things i don't even know so she's she's off to better pastures leanne Locken. leanne uh, as a housewife, no. Uh, Brandy Redman. Housewife, no. Stephanie Holman. I'm going to say DNR. And the last one, the one who's gotten the most controversy, stuff that I'm not even going to repeat that was said on Twitter, Cameron Westcott. <laughs> she did. Like, it got <laughs> very, very, it's like, speaking of the word dark on Beverly Hills, it got very dark with what her and her husband came with. Yeah, like that really was the nail in the coffin for the franchise. Do you uh, think that's why it didn't come back? Because reportedly they were filming again and then it didn't yeah. go through? Or what happened there? We did test shooting with some of my real friends that I recommended to be on the show. Because, it, well, back in like May, I think, I had a huge temper tantrum after Cameron and her husband and his brother tried to destroy my medical career. And I was like, this show is like ruining my life. I don't want anything to do with it. I changed my bio to like former housewife or ex. I don't know what I did. But then my publicist was on the phone with me like, what the hell are you doing? And I was like, what? I quit the show. Like, I don't want to be involved with them. And he's like, made me change it back. Um, So I, I didn't want anything to do with the show. And then about a month later or two, production called and they said, you know, 
we really want to do this right. Like, why don't you recommend a couple of your friends and you can have like a do-over? That's kind of how they sold it to me. You know, this cast wasn't quite right. You didn't quite gel with a lot of your other cast members. But what about if we cast two of your actual friends and, you know, you can have a do-over and hopefully COVID will be gone and you can have a real cast trip that's not to Oklahoma. And I was like, (laughs) okay, okay. Like, I was sort of like marinating on that and started to, you know, like that might be kind of fun, a do-over. And so we, we test shot with I personally test shot with two people and Deandra with um, a different person and so we were thinking maybe this was going to be the new cast for season six but then something happened where we weren't quite gelling right maybe the execs at Bravo didn't love the new cast I don't know what happened after that I can only say that I test shot with some of my friends and then a month later they were like, mm, we're going to put the show on a hiatus. And I was like, great, fine. Because I wasn't dying to do another season anyway. Like I was kind of warming up to that idea. When they said we're not going to do it, I was like, great, you made the decision for me. Do you know who from the cast of season five they did not bring back for the test shoots? I don't know um, for definitively, but I was told that there would be a major cast shakeup. But they did not tell me who. I can guess, um, but I'll never actually know. There are rumors about like a peacock, peacock picking it up. Would you come back if Peacock did that? I don't know. I just, it was a like joining Housewives was this like act of rebellion, you know, that I had is my midlife crisis, having always been a good girl and everything like that. It was like my ultimate act of rebellion. I know it's crazy. Um, and I'm not trying to be like, famous or like a forever housewife like I did it it wasn't the best experience it wasn't honestly what I thought it was going to be I'm a little bit disappointed part of me wants to do it over with like some real friends and hopefully it'll be fun this time and then part of me says like bitch you stupid for thinking that it's going to be different this time like so I don't know would you do one of those like ultimate girls trips I I think so. I mean, at this point, I'll just go on any trip because I will That's what admit Kelly that said. I am so salty. Oh, I don't know who that is, but I I, I, I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> I I legit don't know housewives and that's not like me throwing shade or whatever. Like I just never really watched Housewives, but I also don't watch other TV. It's not like I know about, you know, all the other um, reality shows, but I don't know about Housewives. Like, I don't, you could talk to me about other reality shows and I'll be like, I have no idea, which in some ways was like good to go on, right? Because then I started with a clean slate. And also, I was thinking, because somebody else asked me this recently about a girl's trip, I wouldn't have any preconceived notions of any of the other characters on the trip because I barely know anyone. I only know Housewives who have become housewives since I became one. So like the Salt Lake City people and like some of the Miami people, I only started watching the show after I became a housewife. Anybody before that, I don't know. If you want to take a trip, uh, Mark can cast you in a show at Fire Island and you can perform. (laughs) You might get monkeypox. No, I don't want to get monkeypox. It's a live performance. I'll let him explain that. I don't want Uh, anal lesions. Okay, great. 
No offense. Fine. No offense, Greg. Fine. Greg. <laughs> okay, we're going to go to our game. This is called Med or Bed. I'm going to read out a plot line, and you're going to have to tell me if the plot is pulled directly from Grey's Anatomy or if it's a ridiculous plot that's pulled from a gay adult movie that you can watch right here on Naked Sword. Okay, are <laughs> Wait, you ready? Med for or Bed? <laughs> it's either porn or Grey's Anatomy real life. Plot. Okay, got it. Med? What does Ned mean? Med. Like, like med. Oh, med. Med. Med, <laughs> med or bed. Oh, or bed. bed. Okay, 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 okay. Med or bed. Okay. Med or bed. Number one, a man seeks a doctor's help after he gets stuck inside his partner. Met. Is that Grey's Anatomy or his porn? partner. Real. Wait, how did he get stuck? I'm going to say bed. Was I'm there a cock p- ring involved? <laughs> I'm going to say porn too. Bed. It's, uh, no, Tiffany's correct. It's Grey's Anatomy. Uh, season three, episode five, a man goes to the hospital after putting his penis piercing, after getting his uh, penis piercing caught inside uh, his ex-wife's IUD. I love that episode. Heartwarming oh. for all. I watch it every Christmas. Poor Meredith Grey. <laughs> <laughs> okay, number two. Uh, Tiffany's in the lead. Okay, med or bed? This is the plot. An embarrassed man finds himself unable to leave his house under a large after a large glass figure is lodged in his rear end. Med or bed? Uh, bed? Bed. Bed. Wow, you're all three correct. That is Hot House scene uh, featuring uh, Austin Avery and Max Connor. Austin gets an oversized glass dildo stuck in his butt and has to have Dr. Max make a house call to get it out. I didn't know doctors still made house calls. Max Connor does. Oh, oh, important. Okay. Yeah. (laughs) There's a glass dildo stuck inside. Okay, number three, med or bed. A man is allergic to all pain meds, kind of like Greg, and instead has to watch constant porn to help him with his pain management. Med. Med. <laughs> Med. Okay, you're all right. It's Grey's too Anatomy. complicated for porn. Season two, <laughs> episode five, in the episode he can't take pain meds in the porn releases endorphins in his brain that prevent, prevent uh, prevents him from feeling pain. Okay, question number four. Med or bed, a college student finds himself suffering from constant, spontaneous orgasms. Med. Med. Bed. Okay, Greg and Tiffany, you are correct. Season two, episode 18 of Grey's Anatomy. The doctors treat someone who suffered from spontaneous orgasms that made her get into a car accident. That's dangerous. (laughs) (laughs) Gives a whole new meaning to I'm coming. I'm coming. Be right there. Okay, last one. Good luck, everybody. Med or bed. A college student suffers from constant erections, and it's discovered he doesn't know how to masturbate. Porn. Porn. Definitely bad. <laughs> oh, God. It's a Falcon scene featuring Cade Maddox and Mason Thorne. Cade Maddox has to teach Mason how to take care of his boners. It's an amazing plot. Hopefully, probably written by Mark. Yep. No holes in that plot. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Thank you so much, Greg. Please get better. Where can people find you? At or ex- other than the hospital. Where? <laughs> At Greg Riley XXX on Twitter and official Greg Riley on Instagram. Bless you. And Tiffany, where can people buy your candles and wine? They can go to shop.tiffanymoonmd for the candles and threemoonswine.com for the wine. Thank you for curing us all. We'll see you soon. Bye, guys. Bye. Wait, we'll be right back where me and John are going to count down our top three medical disasters personally. Get ready for it. We'll be right back. When was this episode? Well, there we go. Are we recording? Are we? Oh, hi, guys. Welcome back to oh, Discussion Advice. Oh, my bad. We are doing, I am Mark McNamara, and well, joined by the beautiful and lovely bad mood bitch, John Hill, and we are going to count down our top three medical disasters. 
John, why don't you start us off? Number look- one, my birth. That was a disaster <laughs> in the hospital, I think. Okay. This is my first one. I was in, uh, my friend Chris was a producer on the show, The Doctors, which was a, might still be a show, I think, you know, doctors talk about health all day, daytime show. And he was like, I need a favor. You can't ever tell anyone. I probably signed an NDA, but I'm saying it now. Um, He was like, I, he was a producer and he's like, the person that was coming on the show to talk about their back pain just canceled. And I'm, I'm, I'm going to get fired if I don't have someone show up and get a back exam live on the show. Will you come just act like it's you're in like you need your back inspected and i was like well i need yeah and i did it i drove to paramount this is like 2007 i drove to paramount lot and they knew that i was faking it but they were like we just need to get this freaking show in the can and they had a little uh like a side studio and i went in there with a doctor who was very hot the tv doctor and he was like okay so um, how'd you injure yourself? And I was like, oh, doing sports. He's like, oh, okay, that's <laughs> very common. Sports. Uh-huh. <laughs> Meanwhile, I can't. And um, he, can't he literally sports? gave me a back exam on- Off camera? No, on the air. Uh, like oh, I was shit. like debilitating back pain. I was like, oh my God, I can't move. Like I really turned it on. Um, for And you can find it somewhere, I'm sure. Someone can probably dig it up on YouTube. But that was that's a pretty bad me- medical disaster. And I had to say everything was true, and I was fully lying the whole entire time. I have did no you have to pain. take your blouse off like you did last week? I had to put a gown on. Oh, my God. Could they see your butthole? No. Oh, my God. But last night, I did get an MRI, and I had to put a gown on, and... <laughs> what? Now you have to say it. Well, okay. Like, I wiped with a wet one, <laughs> I pooped. <laughs> I used a wet wipe. You pooped at the hospital? And they had these really nice, like, wet wipes. Why do you poop everywhere? You came over to my house to poop. Now you're pooping at the doctor's office. Can't you just poop at home like what a normal person? What an insane person? concept that people have to take a dump, Mark. Okay, fine. <laughs> Tell us about your wet wipe experience. <laughs> Basically, no, nothing. I was so excited. It was just nice. It was a nice, luxurious, luxurious wet wipe. And I was like, oh, this is nice. I'll just wipe. Their cucumber melon scent. I don't know. And then I basically, I just was walking around with like. Did you have the wet wipe in your ass cheeks? No, but it made the back of my underwear just like super wet. (laughs) And so I was walking around like I thought I looked super cute, like with like the back of my gown kind of wafting open. But I was really just walking around with like my cute blue underwear, which is like a big, huge wet spot by the butthole. Anyway, not a good story. What's your disaster? Okay, so mine mine are real. Real. We're not cutting anything. Stop saying that. Um, mine is real. Like I, my first one was when I was in fifth grade, I was misdiagnosed for an entire month with an appendicitis that had ruptured inside of me. Um, and then finally my, I I grew up on a small Island. There's, there's no doctors there. You go into town to, to see a doctor. And finally my mom was able to find a specialist after a month and he rushed me to the hospital right as soon as I got in. I, I don't know how you, like, I guess flatline. I, I started to go, I started to go. And so they resuscitated me on like what Tiffany wants to do to most of the cast of Real Housewives. Mm-hmm. And I did make it. I was in the hospital for over a month. I had three surgeries. Um, and it was like very traumatic at that, at that age of fifth grade to, to be in the hospital for over a month and, and to be like a dead kid. So. Aww. Not a not a fun story, a kid. <laughs> but it was like, oh god, it was so awful. I had to had my yeah. I'm not gonna don't want to talk about the awful stuff, but yeah, it was really traumatic. scarring. Oh, I have tons of it. Yeah, mm. my my stomach looks like a tic tac toe board. Oh, hot. Mm-hmm. Uh, what else okay. you got? Okay, I uh, let's see. 
I was in Amagansett. I was in the Hamptons, kind of like you. I'm from an island. Um, I was visiting the Hamptons. It's like 2005 or six. And I'll be uh, from Texas. My friend who, <laughs> my friend um, who was transitioning at the time, was like very sheltered, and she was like going through a rough time. She was like kind of vulnerable, and I was like, I'm going to take you to look at the beach. She'd never like seen the ocean, um, and drove her out. I was a writer's assistant on a big show at that point. And I was kind of like house sitting, but also like Escalade sitting for like fancy people, but no one was there. And my transitioning friend just came over because I wanted to show her the ocean. Anyway, long story short, I was like, oh, this is the ocean. It's so great. Let me show you how to surf or whatever I was doing. And I ran into the water. I'm like, look, just jump into the waves, have no fear. And immediately got slammed onto the ocean floor, broke a rib, crawled out on my elbows, couldn't breathe. Worst pain of my life. Not as bad as Greg's anal lesions. Do you know how to surf? No, it doesn't sound like it. You I gotta say, say you crawled out. I say yes, but I per this story, probably not no, well. No, okay. Broke my rib and I never will do it again. And um, I was like, you have to drive me to the emergency room. She's like, I've never seen the ocean. I've never driven a car. I don't have a license. I can't drive. And I was like, get in that fucking Escalade. Push that button that says OnStar. Have somebody <laughs> teach you how to drive and tell you where to go. She literally was like, um, oh, hi, I'm in a car. My friend's dying. And the lady on the OnStar was like, okay put your foot down. She's on like huge platforms. We drove like an hour away to the Southampton hospital. And, um, I got, I, I was, it was the worst pain. I couldn't breathe. When you have a broken rib, you can't breathe. And then we went back and I like took a bunch of pills and got in the hot tub and like, don't really remember much else. Yikes. <laughs> okay. Camera's giving us, us the two minutes, so I'm just going to do one more of mine. So this one is, is a more lighter story. It's about my penis. So my mother, I have, again, I've talked about this before, TMI on this podcast, but we just have to go for it. I have a, a, a nice vein, I think it's nice, on my dick. My mother was concerned that, why does he have this, this vein on his dick? And so she took me to the doctor. And it was so embarrassing to have to go to the doctor and be like, hey, here's my dick. It has a it has a nice dick vein on it. And he had to talk to my mom and just say, hey, Pam, it's fine. It tastes great. He's going to be fine. So that was just like a, a very embarrassing. How did your mom know there was a vein on it? Well, this was last year. Okay. I was going to say. No, this is, this is when I was a kid. So she saw it. Your mom sees your dick. Your mom's seen your little quest bar. But not like the veins and stuff on it. Why not? You let's haven't seen you haven't seen this vein. <laughs> let's move on. Um, oh, that's interesting. Maybe I'll change mine. My other one was just that my asshole exploded in Scotland. But speaking of my dad, like when I was like around like middle school, or she was like, "How's everything going down there?" And I was like, "What are you talking about?" He's like, "You know, like down there, how is how is everything looking?" And I was like, we're "How good. does it look? It still look good?" He's he's like, "We're fine." I, I was like, "We're everything's fine." He's like, "Okay, because you know when you were born." The doctor gave you a liberal circumcision. And I was like, what is liberal? That mean? So and you have a really like, tight skinned dick? No, the opposite. I have, I have like, a loose skin dick. I have Z. I have a happy half. Oh, that's great. Good for so you. I do love it. And uh, but I was dating this guy who hadn't been with a lot of guys. And uh, we were like six months into dating and we were all like sitting around at like a cocktail party. And he was like, Yeah, I've never like John's the first uncircumcised guy I've been with. And I was like, bitch, I am circumcised, but anyway, it's a little awkward. Hmm. This All right, well, episode. John's going to wipe his ass with a wet wipe, and I'm going to inspect it that. when we come back, and we're going to open up the lines, and I know who we have. We have Kennedy Davenport from the Kennedy Davenport Center Honors. When we come back, we'll be right back. 
Welcome back to Discretion Advised. You know her from Drag Race Season 7, All-Stars 3, and from the Kennedy Davenport Center Honors. It's Kennedy Davenport. Hi, Kennedy. Hey, what's going on, everybody? How are you? So how how did you feel about them using you for the the latest All-Stars? How'd that come about? Oh, my God. I loved it. They just called me and told me they needed a video and gave me the verbiage. And I knew it was going to be for All Stars. So I was, I mean, any, th- any, t- any camera time is good time. <laughs> How do you feel? Who are you rooting for this season? Oh, I love them all. I no, you honestly don't. love them all. No, you do not. Yes, I do. Do you? Yeah. Okay. Yes, I'm not going to lie to you. You should <laughs> Who know do you me love the now. most. Who do you yeah, love the most? Love the most and the least. <laughs> um... Neither. I'm sorry. I mean, I can't. I can't answer that. I love them all. I honestly do. Um, I, you know, um, shoot. What's their names? Nah. <laughs> <laughs> Would you go back? Would you do like a uh, like a UK versus the world uh, spin? Of course, I would. Any anything versus the world, I would do. Anything. Monkeypox versus, Monkey the, world. Pox versus Anything. the world. Well, not that. You know what I'm talking about. <laughs> <laughs> now, let me ask you something. I'm I'm good friends with okay. Detox, and she just tweeted out, or actually was on Facebook, does WoW World of Wonder know that of their nearly 200 queens, there's more than three that are probably available? To which Latrice said what she said, Kamora Black, truth. And then you responded, that can actually do the job that was supposedly about the new season of Celebrity Drag Race. Do, is it, do they play favorites? Um, see, I didn't even know what it was about. I thought they was talking about fashion photo review. Any, but anything that World of Wonder is having, I do feel like they uh, do it of convenience. I don't think it's anything personal. It's like who they can reach out to at that particular time, who may be in L.A. at that particular time. And then some some and then on other cases, they just may not reach out, you know, thinking, you know, um, and they be on budgets and stuff and don't want to fly people out and all that kind of stuff. And I'm like, listen, you don't have to pay for my flight. If y'all need me, I'll get myself there. Just add a check ready. So yeah. I don't think they play. I don't think they play favorites, but you do have to understand, which I do understand that um, this is a business and a lot and a lot of times it's who is they feel is the most popular who who they feel who's going to bring those numbers up bring those numbers in and i get it um that's just my own um uh, conclusion of the matter you know what i'm saying but i every now and then i do send them my own text to them and let them know hey just checking in if you need me whatever whatever i'm here you know so then that's i mean that's called doing my job and you know it's up to them if they want to use me or not now you've always done your job on both seasons that you were on you made it to the finale correct Hmm. do you do you feel like correct. it's in grasp or do you feel like you're a jujube you're always going to get right there but do you feel you could take the next crown or do you do it just for the fun um, and the I, experience? Do you do it for the win or for the exposure? 
after All Stars, um, um, it was definitely just for the exposure, uh, more TV time, more opportunity to make some money. And if I so happened to win during that time, then then it was just in the in the stars, you know, all the stars aligned. And I think I look at that way um, when it comes to pageantry. You don't you would like to win, but it's a gamble. So any type of competition, you just go and do your best. And then we don't know what we don't know what they what they talk about in those meetings and things like that and what they're really looking for and all that other kind of stuff. If you fit the mode, you fit the mode. So I just, you know, go and put my best foot forward and they know I'm some competition. Everybody do. It's no secret. <laughs> now you said you're a pageant queen. Does that, do you feel more, uh, I guess tied to that or more of the dancing queen? Like if you had to pick a category, where would you land? I'm an entertainer, first and foremost. Um, I've been doing this for uh, over 30 years because before drag, I was singing and dancing and performing and I went to school for it. So I'm an entertainer, first and foremost. I don't like being put into categories because I'm always going to step outside that box and prove you wrong. So, um, you know, it just so happened that during my career, pageants was the only thing to really get your name after and I wanted to be known all over the world so you know that's that's that was the thing there was no internet there was no drag race there was no you know other way but through pageantry and traveling and performing so I don't consider myself as a pageant queen that's just where that's just how I got my start um entertain and being an entertainer you can do all things you you know you can act you can sing you can dance you can you can uh control the crowd with the 12 minute number like I do and it's a ballad you know so I'm an entertainer baby yes, are you in you Texas are. right now yes I'm back home and what is your day to day life in Texas like right now um Usually, if I've been gone for a, a, a period of time, I I like to go grocery shopping. That's my therapy. That's my therapy. Um, I don't go other shopping, but I do go grocery shopping. And you know, it's I have a family here, so you know, I do things that I know they're not going to do. So I go grocery shopping and I cook and run errands and get things and prepare for August fourth in Vegas. How has your drag changed uh, since Drag Race? Like over the thirty um, years, think, and like, have, has it changed at all, or have you learned? What's the biggest well, thing you've learned? I I think it it's definitely evolved, you know, uh, more so mentally because before the show I was just one track minded, but the show definitely taught me how to respect others and their drag and their take on drag. You know, um, I do have my own opinions and views on it, but everybody does. But um, mentally, I definitely have grown and matured. I mean, if you're not growing and maturing in the in your passion, then you shouldn't be doing it. Uh, um, I keep my eyes and my ears and my heart open to whatever comes my way. That's what keeps me inspired. Now you said you're you start in Vegas. You're doing Drag Race Live. I am doing Drag Race Live. I just finished a one month stint. Um, um, I think you know Friday was my last Friday was my last day, and then they asked me to come back. So I'll be there August fourth through the end of September. Are you afraid of like showgirls moments with people throwing beads downstairs or anything like that? Or any of those girls out to cut each other? Or is it like a love fest backstage? 
Um, it's definitely a love fest backstage, and we, I mean, we've had, we have, we are, it's a, it's really a true sisterhood with, um, uh, with some of us, you know, um, <laughs> we, we have, our, we have our disagreements and things like that, but we go give, true friendship knows how to get past the bull and get the job done, but also create a relationship to where it's not, it can't be broken. Got you. That's like me and Mark, although we're not true friends. No. <laughs> I would throw marbles at your face. Thank you yeah, so much. Can I, you I, don't, I don't. I'm sorry. I don't have those type of moments where I feel like someone is going to sabotage me. That's not. That's not us drag race girls. But they know better. Some. <laughs> some. <laughs> no, not some. No, all of them know. When it comes to me, they know better. When it comes uh-huh. to you, I've worked. I've worked with a few that I would not work with again. <laughs> but I'm not going to name names. Yeah. Mm. I get it. <laughs> <laughs> now, can you, where can people follow you and get your merch? Um, right now, I'm on dragqueenmerch.com. You can get some merch over there. And they can follow me. Both of my handles are Twitter and Instagram. It's Kennedy, D-D-O-F-T-X. That's Kennedy Dancing Diva of Texas. And Facebook is Kennedy Davenport. Um, just follow me because I stop adding people. So just follow me. You can send me a message. I answer my own messages and, you know, because I'm the queen of the people. I like talking to people, Don't you know, to a certain extent, you know, some of them just get out of hand. But for the most part, you know, I am um, accessible. Thank you so much. And thank you, Kennedy, for being here. John, I hope today's episode has made you feel better. Are you? Let me check in with you before we go. How are you doing? Thank you. I feel centered. I'm uh, manifesting peace. I'm successful. You're better. Sure, yes. Yes. <laughs> and thank everybody for listening. Make sure to watch the full episodes over at discadpod.com. And you can subscribe to our newsletter, which I've never seen. I guess I have to see that. That's at discadpod, D-I-C-S, sorry, D-I-S-C-A-D-P-O-D.com. And make sure you're following us on all the socials, Twitter, Instagram, and TikTok. Again, I'll spell it correctly, D-I-S-C-A-D-P-O-D. Bye, guys.